Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Health and Safety Matters podcast. My name is Mark Sennett. I'm the CEO of Western Business Media and the publisher of Health and Safety Matters. This podcast is once again sponsored by the Health and Safety Event. And if you haven't heard of the Health and Safety Event by now, I'm happy to tell you all about it. The Health and Safety Event is the national health and safety exhibition and show for the health and safety sector in the UK. It takes place on the 25th to the 27th of April, 2023 at the NEC in Birmingham. And it's co-located with the fire safety event, the security event, the national cyber security show, and the workplace event. If you register to attend the event for free, you can also access all of those other shows. They're all in one set of halls and you can freely move between them and get see all the latest products and services and a whole three days of CPD accredited content. So please do go to their website, which is healthandsafetyevent.com and register for free. Now, as I've said many times before, you don't have to wait till this podcast comes out to hear all the latest health and safety news. You can go to our website. And if you can't remember the web address, which is hsmsearch.com, just put into a search engine, Health and Safety Matters, and up we pop. And you can see all the latest news, prosecutions, products and services in the health and safety sector. You can also see all of our back archive of webinars, which are CPD accredited, or sign up to our upcoming webinars. And it's free to do so. And you just click on the webinars tab for that. You can also sign up to get our magazine for free, Health and Safety Matters, which will also get you the PP Insights Guide that's printed once a year and the upcoming British Safety Industry Federation UK Guide to Fire Safety, which is our big annual guide that comes out in December. You can also sign up along with 60,000 other people to get our twice a week e-newsletter with all the latest news and products and services and prosecutions in the health and safety sector. All completely free. Just go to the Health and Safety Matters website, hsmsearch.com. So you can also follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and you can follow me, Mark Sennett, on LinkedIn as well, if you so choose. So we always start off the podcast with news, and that's exactly what I want to do today if I'm nothing but predictable. So the first news story is that IOSH has called on the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, to reverse reporting exemptions. So IOSH has called on the Prime Minister to reverse a decision made by his predecessor, List Trust, to exempt about 40,000 businesses from reporting requirements and regulations. So yes, it has been quite a year of Prime Ministers for the UK this year. I think we had three in the space of three months, didn't we? And in this letter to IOSH, um, so the letter from IOSH to Mr Sunak, the IOSH executive Vanessa Harwood Witcher says there's an opportunity to make an early bold step in the right direction by scrapping the move that this trust brought in. Mr Sunak took over as Prime Minister on the 25th of October this year and it was his predecessor Liz Trust who announced plans to widen exemptions which apply to the smallest businesses of those who employ fewer than 500 employees. So it was claimed that this would free 40,000 businesses from future bureaucracy. However, IOSH has made it clear in the letter that this would be a backward step. They say it risks increased costs, direct and indirect, from occupational injuries, ill health and damages that will inhibit growth in the long term. So Mrs. Harwood Witcher said that Ultimately, Irish's key role is to highlight significant progress that the UK Australians have had over the past century. But she says this is recently stalled and goes on to say that a failure to reverse the decision could lead to a race to the bottom that disadvantages everyone. 
She also said, we call on your government to reverse this decision. Now is the time to invest in new ways of valuing and protecting all our workforces and our supply chains and decent work, which is something that could lead to substantial growth. In addition, uh, she reiterates the three key areas for action which were made by the previous Prime Minister back in September, namely the recent resolution to include a safe and healthy working environment in the International Labour Organization, ILO, Declaration of Fundamental Principles and Rights to Work, the imperative to protect, maintain and reinforce the UK health and safety standards, and bring the long-awaited employment bill forward as a matter of urgency, and the needs to lead policymakers, regulators, employers and workers' representatives in ensuring asbestos is handled and disposed of in a safe, regulated way that prevents its exposure to, as workers and people's lives depend on it. So Ayosh went on to say, any failure to act on these key areas and for actions associated with challenges will not only lead to poorer work, working conditions and workers' welfare, but also a workforce that's characterised by low productivity with economic and structural inequalities. This is why we look forward to working with you and your new government to ensure this does not happen so that we can all share in the future that is safe, innovative and more productive. So ultimately, to the core here, this letter, as you know, as the headline on our website states, if you want to read more about this article, just go onto our website and put in Ayosh calls on UK Prime Minister in the search bar and you will spot it. But ultimately, this article we've written is talking about the letter that they want the decision to be reversed to make 40,000 businesses exempt from having to um, do this reporting, which to me just makes common sense to reverse this. We need accurate reporting requirements. You know, uh, people that employ 500 people have a significant um, workforce that they have to look after and should look after properly. So, you know, to, to have our health and safety statistics as accurate as possible and making businesses accountable, I entirely agree this decision should be reversed. Okay, so on to our next story. And the Health and Safety Executive Work in Minds campaign is now one year old. So almost half of work-related illnesses is due to stress, depression or anxiety, according to statistics published by the HSE. There are three main reasons employers should be looking to prevent stress, support and good mental health in business. It's the law is one of them. It's good for business is another. And it's the right thing to do is the third point, the HSE point town. Whether you're a small business or a large corporation, the law requires all employers to prevent work-related stress to support good mental health in the workplace. A report by Deloitte estimates the total annual cost of poor mental health to employers has increased by 25% since 2019, costing UK employers up to £56 billion a year. The report revealed that employers see a return of £5 on average for every £1 invested in mental health. The Health and Safety Executive's Working Minds campaign brings together a range of tools and support to help businesses and workers to understand the best way to prevent work-related stress and encourage good mental health. The Lighthouse Construction Industry Charity is a Working Minds partner and provides a huge variety of resources that any of you can use um, for the construction community if you're so interested. Sarah Bolton, who is Director of Charitable Services at that charity, says we're proud to be working with Working Minds as campaign partners and it was launched one year ago. A year on and we find ourselves in a very different place. There are lots of additional sources of stress and these will be negative impact upon us. She goes on to say that one of the biggest challenges now is the cost of living crisis. By working together we can increase the resources and support the people 
and give them access to this help. If you're struggling, please reach out for support. We're always here to help, she says. So one of the things that HC has said in this article is you can get started today with Working Minds, five simple steps. Reach out and have conversations. Recognise the signs and cause of stress. Respond to any risks identified by agreeing action points between employer and worker. Reflect on the actions taken. Have things improved. And make it routine to check back in on how things are going. So, again, fully supportive of this um, HSE Working Minds campaign. I mean, the, the, the stats there are, are staggering. I just want to go back out to the report by Deloitte. That since 2019, 25% increase in poor mental health as how it's affected employees and costs the UK economy £56 billion a year. I would say, it's safe to say, many of you, myself included, have had experience of uh, having colleagues, staff suffer with uh, either poor mental health or stress at, at different times. And it's absolutely essential that these people are supported the best that they can. You know, it's great that the Stinger Ever Mental Health has massively um, moved forwards. And as employers, or, or, or someone that is just got staff or, or colleagues responsible for health and wellbeing in an organisation, this is the biggest growing issue right now. You know, we're in a situation where, thankfully, health and safety incidences are at an all-time low in the United Kingdom. But there's a new challenge for all of you listening now over the last years, and this emerging challenge has been dealing with the well-being of uh, colleagues and employees. And, you know, this Working Minds campaign is is a fantastic campaign with the Health and Safety Executive. I would strongly urge you to go and have a look at their website and, and just familiarise yourself with the, the five simple steps. And... Really, I'll just go over those ones again, which is reach out and have conversations, recognise the signs and causes of stress, respond to any risks identified by agreeing action points between employer and worker, reflect on the actions taken, have things improved, and make it routine to check back in on how things are going. So congratulations to the HSC for making it a year for the Working Minds campaign, and, and long may their great work continue on that. So speaking of... Um, health guidance the uh, british occupational hygiene society bohs as i will call them for short moving forwards here which if you don't know is a leading scientific charity and child society for worker health protection they have released a handy outline of how companies organizations can link their worker health protection standards directly to sustainable development goals so the 17 United Nations Sustainable Development Goals have become the global benchmark, which many of the world's most influential organisations see as the objectives that need to be realised to have a sustainable future. Many companies worldwide have signed up to the United Nations Global Compact, while many more see environmental, social and government as critical success factors reportable to board SMEs, who have championed sustainability, have also pushed the boundaries. Interestingly, a healthy work environment um, has been recently added to the list of global fundamental rights for people who work by the International Labour Organization. So BHS has published a simple guidance for companies and organizations to be able to track their initiatives in protecting workplace health directly to the 17 goals. BOHS has also revealed that it's working closely with the British Standards Institute and the Council for Work and Health to develop this further, to help workplaces celebrate and promote health at work as a crucial lever for sustainability. 
So, Kevin Bampton, who's the CEO of BOHS, said sustainability is about the environment, nature and the planet, but it's also about people. We all understand the throwaway approach to packaging and consumer goods is more than waste but detrimental to our future, yet we have a disposable approach to workers. We let people get ill unnecessarily, adding to health and social care costs, the benefits bill and hospital waitings lists. We still have a notion that in work there are occupational hazards and accept the thousands of people are allowed to get ill in the one environment wholly created and managed by humans, the working environment. So BOHS, um, which celebrates 70 years of scientific leadership innovation for workplace health in 2023, next year, sees now as the opportunity to really make a difference, they've said. Its president, Chris Keane, went on to say, there are multiple illnesses, including incurable cancer, that arise from workplace exposures. But the vast majority of these are relatively easy to prevent and avoid. At a time where it's harder to find the right workers, it makes perfect sense for business sustainability to focus on the health of your existing workforce in the same way that they would want to look after other key assets. The guide helps organisational leadership place workers within the general sustainability strategy. So if you want to see this guide, and I would definitely urge you to take a look at it, it is on our website. Uh, you can use the search box and type in BOHS launches workplace health guides. That's BOHS launches workplace health guide. It'll bring up the news story and we literally do link directly through it. Uh, and that there's a lot more on this story on that website. But you know, BOH has done a lot of work on this and, and you know, deserve a lot of credit. So it's definitely a tool I would suggest you take a look at. So moving on to some upbeat news. I think I mentioned in the last podcast that we've now opened entries for the Safety and Health Excellence Award. It's completely free to enter and please do enter. Uh, if you want to know how to enter, just go to she-awards.com or put in a search engine to say another excellence awards and there's a pig enter now button. We've got categories on unsung hero, best health and safety in manufacturing, best health and safety project, health and safety manager of the year, campaign of the year, health and safety team of the year, rising star award, the safe logistics awards, woman of the year, marketing campaign of the year, distributor of the year. Best driver risk management performance. Best use of health and safety data to lower incident rates. That's a new one that we're partnering with Discovering Safety and Health and Safety Executive to promote. And we've also opened entries for the uh, BSIF Awards as well, which you've got the Customer Service Award, the Product Solution PPE Award, the Product Solution Safety Product Award, and also um, the Safety Solution Award itself is all there and you can enter via our website, shehavenawards.com. But one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is I'm now delighted to go one step further and, and tell you who the host of the She Awards is. So you can enter now all the way until February 2023. The uh, deadline for entries is the 15th of February 2023. As I said it's completely free to enter and it's the perfect way to get yourself, a product, a colleague, a team, a supplier or your organisation recognised by your peers. And we will announce the shortlist in March and then we do a award ceremony which has now become the biggest uh, networking do in the sector. And that will take place on the 26th of April at the Vox at the NEC in Birmingham on the middle night of the health and safety event. And it's a fantastic back tie dinner. And it's there, obviously, to celebrate excellence, but we also want it to be a fun evening. 
So I'm delighted to say that uh, the host for this year's award is television presenter Tess Daly. And she's actually our first female host of the Safety and Health Excellence Awards, which we're really, really proud of. <clears throat> you know, previous hosts have been Rory Bremner, Sean Locke, uh, Hugh Dennis, Alistair McGowan. But Tess is our first female presenter. And, and this comes in the wake of our commitment to trying to do more to get diversity in the health and safety sector. We launched uh, a health and safety uh, award last year, the Women in Health and Safety Award, which is obviously back this year. And we really wanted to um, shed a smile on the great work that women are doing in the health and safety sector. So it felt right, this was the right time to actually take that one step further and have uh, a female host. And, and Tess is probably one of the most recognisable faces on uh, UK television at the moment. And uh, in addition to this, there'll also be a comedy set before Tess goes on by uh, Alistair Beckett King, who you'll probably know from television shows like Mock the Week. Um, but, you know, we're delighted to have uh, Tess Daly involved. And uh, and as you'll find out in a moment, um, Tess is actually uh, sponsored that evening by Safety Rocks. And uh, our guest on this episode of the podcast is actually Safety Rocks's founder uh, and managing director Carla Crocom so that ties in quite nicely but you know we're, we're really proud um, to have Tess Daly as our first female host and uh, you know we're really proud to champion more equality in in, in any sector particularly in, in the health and safety sector and so I would encourage you to enter the awards at www.she-awards.com and if you're a woman working in the sector or you know a woman working in the sector please do enter the woman of the year category. So another bit of news for you. We have announced our first ever legal webinar um, for health and safety. And this webinar is on the aftermath of an accident legal lessons learned. So HSM is partnering with law firm DSC Beechcroft to deliver a two hour webinar on the legal lessons that need to be learned in the aftermath of an accident. It's a really key topic. This interactive webinar will be chaired by Matt Breekel, who is a partner at DAC Beechoft, and will allow plenty of time for you to pose legal questions to Matt. And it takes place between 9.30am and 11.30am on the 15th of December 2022. So a little bit more about this webinar. After an accident, there's a tendency to get caught up in internal investigations and responding to regulators. However, it's the response to the incident that is often picked apart at a later stage often in court. So this webinar will explore the importance of getting the response to an accident right, when to consider an accident investigation, and how the response and documents created in the immediate aftermath of an incident are frequently used against organisations in a prosecution. From perception of emergency services to opinion-led witness evidence. So if you'd like to join us on this webinar, and as I said, it takes place on the 15th of December 2022, it's two hours, all you need to do is go to our website. It is it is listed up there on the webinars tab for all to see. So, you know, please, please do. And But if you can't find it for any reason on there, um, simply go onto our website and search HSM webinar aftermath of accident and you will find it that the full title of the article by the way is hsm webinar the aftermath of an accident legal lessons learned but ultimately if you want to get to this places are actually limited it is 99 pounds plus vat a ticket so uh, this is a chance to get two hours worth of legal insight on this key topic so please do consider signing up to that so 
As I mentioned, you don't have to wait for this podcast to come out to see all the latest health and safety news. You can, of course, go to our website, which is hsmsearch.com, or just put in a search engine, Health and Safety Matters, and up we pop. But in every episode of the podcast, we also have a guest. And I'm delighted that uh, on this episode of the podcast, I had to sit down with someone I've got to know a bit over recent months, and that is Carla Crokham. Carla is Managing Director and Founder of safety rocks and she has an infectious enthusiasm i'd say for health and safety training so i sat down with carla earlier and here's what she had to say hi carla how are you hello mark i'm very well and yourself yeah, really good. I've been looking forward to doing this a while. We've been talking about it for about two, three months now that we're going to do this. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to really let our audience know a bit more about your company, Safety Rocks. So let's get straight into it. So what made you start Safety Rocks, Carla? In terms of starting Safety Rocks, I used to work for another organisation that delivered training. And one of the things that I found is that we were really restricted and that actually what I really wanted to do was be really good. I wanted to be brilliant. And I found that in the company that I was working for, we simply couldn't do it in the way that I wanted to do. And that there was always a scenario where we could have done a better job. We could have serviced people's requirements a little bit better um, and actually made it much more specific for organisations. So that kind of was the real desire that and the fact that um in essence i just thought that we could do more with kind of less restrictions really that's that's the major thing being more brilliant i think that's what we really wanted to be and how would you describe what you do and and what makes you different so as an organization what we do is deliver truly tailored health and safety training now what we focus on is that truly tailored aspect and our unique service proposition as it were is focused on really understanding an organisation and digging under the kind of seams of the organisation, you know, splitting the seams of an organisation and really understanding their culture. So what we want to do is educate people by informing, but also work on that cultural piece to work with an organisation holistically all the way through, developing training needs to looking at how the organisation works in terms of its delivery and making sure that the courses really fit what the customers want or our partners, so our chosen partners actually want, rather than just delivering the -the off-the-shelf training, which you can get from anywhere. So there are hundreds of health and safety training providers, but for us, it's that, you know, understanding the organisation and its unique context. Now, you've always said to me that health and safety can be fun. It's got an obviously important, vital role, which all of our listeners would, would understand. But but your training, I think it's what you said to us in the past is that's what makes you different. In your opinion, how can and why should health and safety be fun? So we get asked this all the time. Why should health and safety training should be fun? Why should health and safety um, be fun? People remember often what they laugh about. So if you have a laugh and a giggle with people on a day-to-day basis, what do you remember? If you go out with your friends, what do you remember? You always remember the laughter that you've had where you've had a bit of a belly laugh about something. So we want people to remember stuff. And although the message that we've got is serious, we want to keep people happy, healthy and well with all their bits and their mental sanity and ultimately alive. That's what we really want to do. The fact is, is that we also want to get a message across. And I always say to people, if they remember one thing, then we've done our job. 
And the way to do that is to make it fun and engaging. If you're disconnected and then there's no rapport, there's no uh, integrity, there's none of this you know, fun part to the element of the training, then people don't remember anything. You want people to remember things, hence why I think it needs to be fun. And that's the message that we try to get with all our tutors, You know, make it fun, make it engaging, make people remember. I remember talking to you when we first met and, you know, you started your business pre-COVID and obviously, you know, we did our management buyout about four months we completed before uh, COVID became a thing, unfortunately. And, and you know, we, we, we really exchanged some interesting stories between each other. But I wanted to, to talk about that. How, how have things changed since the pandemic for you and how do you see the business world now? So one of the things I remember, Mark, as having a conversation around the fear and the challenges that COVID kind of brought out in everybody as a business owner, you know, there there's a lot of period of time where we were kind of conscious of that level of fear of what would the business look like after COVID. I think one of the things it did give us an opportunity to do, all of us, including me, is an opportunity to reflect on the business that we had. So prior to COVID, we were very much a face-to-face organisation. That was me always out there, always doing something, always speaking to people, always in the kind of physical domain, the in real life kind of aspect. The business has really changed because during COVID, we had a period of time to reflect and that reflection meant we did things differently. So we obviously wanted to keep working. So we have got much more of the virtual solutions in the sense that we do a lot more work out of teams and the 360 kind of technology. We invested in a lot of technology, which has been incredibly beneficial to our partners and to ourselves. We worked on agile on-demand learning. So we produced truly tailored agile on-demand learning and um, kind of developed that aspect of the business too but we also still do face-to-face learning now we're back up and running but the business is much more diverse in the way we deliver um we do micro learning which i think is absolutely brilliant you know these three hour sessions that we do with people that they get an awful lot of value out of so the business has changed because of that i think the other thing that we've done is been much more public so the youtube channel actually having a safety rocks limited youtube channel which has been brilliant the interaction with that has been fantastic um, and this aspect of being more on social media so those that video content being used on social media but also so delivering bespoke video content for the learning management systems of our partners. So the variety of things we're doing is much greater, which is fantastic. It just meant that it, it just means that for us as an organisation that we can see our path to the future um, and where we're going to fit in the future. So adaptability, I think, has become the key kind of word, and that. Well, panovation, isn't it? That that balance between panic and motivation that occurred because of COVID. Did you feel the same thing? I did, yeah. That's, that's a very good overview of what we chatted about with the first few times we started talking. There was certainly a fear for anybody. I mean, you, you've got to have a level of concern when not just on a human level for what the pandemic meant, but on a business level, you know, you and I are responsible for, for people's livelihoods here, um, let alone our own. And we just didn't know what was going to happen. But what we did believe passionately was that in a recession, in 
which is obviously brought on by the pandemic and everything else, investing in your business is important. It's something you've done that you just explained, something that we've definitely done because you know, we've done more of these podcasts. The podcast wasn't around pre-COVID. Um, we also have invested heavily in digital confidence platforms and more and more webinars. And, and the record engagement we've had from the audience listening now is, is a testament to the fact that people are willing to consume content in different ways, much like they're willing to consume your training in different ways. So I would say that you and I on the whole um, are pretty kindred spirits in terms of positivity for an opportunity. Um, and as much as it nervous times for us, we were both excited about what it could mean. And that brings me on really to, to my next question. What's next for Safety Rocks? What have you got planned for 2023 and beyond? So for 2023 and beyond, we've got much more planned in the sense that we're going to do more development of the videography um, and the content and working with that bespoke content, more extension of the agile on-demand learning system, so more tailored agile on-demand learning, which some people like to call e-learning, and I try to refrain from the e-learning word because it's much more kind of bespoke for organisations. Uh, the working with technology, so there's so many exciting developing pieces of technology out there in terms of the um, kind of looking at the uh, you know virtual world and the virtual content, the capacity to be able to deliver uh, in in much more of a remote way, but using that technological platforms. There's all sorts of development out there in terms of platforms, and I just want to keep going with the, the use of technology and make sure that we're kind of sticking with that. We're always striving to do things better and more efficiently. We've also got a fantastic new system that we're developing internally, which is part of our customer relationship management system, which often people go oh you know that's quite dull and boring but actually it makes us more efficient in terms of us looking as a business about the way we can deliver what we do um, and more kind of keynote speaking for me I think I'm going to get more involved in the leadership side so we have had a massive influx in the request for particularly around leadership training especially in larger organizations around the capacity to discuss what risk is and how acceptable risk is within an organization you know what's people's appetite what's the acceptability of the level of risk so I want to go out there and do more of that and I want my team to take on more of the kind of day-to-day -day aspects of what we actually are doing. So there's lots of development around that, but exciting times. We're also looking to move into larger premises as well, which like, you know, you're saying about the stuff to do with managing buildings and all the rest of it. There's some funky new places here. So hopefully we'll get ourselves up and running and be in there by January, fingers crossed and everything. So Well, you've always got a lot planned just between now and the new year and beyond. But one of the things that I'm very proud of, very grateful to you on, and, and, and this really came from you approaching us, was the partnership that we formed together safety rocks and and our awards the safety now excellence awards you are and i'm very grateful to you for it the sponsor of the host and we have exclusively revealed on this podcast today that the host is tess daily uh, it's the first female host that we've ever had it it goes along with our commitment to really wanting to push equality in the sector we've got a uh, health and safety woman of the year category as well you know we're really excited to have Tess as the headline host and we've got a comedian as well that will be before that but the question I remember when we talked about this as an idea I asked you outright I said 
why would you want to be involved in these awards? And, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting question to me. I'm thrilled that you want to be part of them and grateful that you do. But I really wanted to know, why did you approach us about wanting to be involved? You know, actually, your answer was interesting. So I thought I'd throw that open as a, as a question. Why have you decided to uh, to get involved? And then hopefully you're not too unhappy with uh, who the host is that you're sponsoring. Absolutely not. And I think in this industry, we have lived in an industry in terms of health and safety, which is very, we, we, we all joke about, about the, you know, the manual pale and stale industry that we work in. And I've been in this industry for a very long time, you know, over 20 years in one shape or form. And the fact is, is there's a lot of experience, people, knowledge, and all of those kind of aspects that come from being in an industry for a very long period of time. And this is this bit about giving back. You know, we ultimately are working in an industry which is about looking after people's health and well-being and their safety. And so part of this is that, you know, we have a, a capacity to be able to give back to the industry and see how the industry has grown. And it is wonderful to be in the room with lots of people who are we're watching them develop. I absolutely love seeing people grow from the moment that they come in as a you know a, as an entrance level kind of safety professional and go on to their, do their level two and seeing them grow to the level six and then end up being the head of safety I absolutely love that and I'm old enough to be able to remember lots of people going through that process and those the relationships that I have with those people are very strong and so the industry means an awful lot to me and so this is part and parcel of that kind of giving back aspect and the fact that Tess is going to be um, you know the host and we're going to be sponsored her is absolutely brilliant because you know it's a female host as i said you know it's in an industry that is traditionally thought of as being that male pale and stale industry so actually it's quite nice it mixes things up and it fits in with the whole kind of safety rocks image you know the whole kind of uh, you know young and funky thinking about things in a very different way you know mixing it up a little so there's a whole range of different aspects to why we want to do this and mark yeah i know we did approach you after a conversation that we had with the the lovely uh, lovely Simon Toesland and the conversation around you know all of our relationships we are we have so many relationships in the industry and um, that it's just a, a way of celebrating those relationships as well well I mean that's a great example I mean Simon Toesland who's a uh, Birmingham airport they've won an award before for us his team and, and he do a fantastic job they are exactly the poster child for what I envisioned these awards to be when I when I launched them several years ago. Uh, unfortunately, I am probably uh, male, pale, and, and stale because my suntan has definitely faded from the summer, and my kids would definitely say I'm stale. Um, but the awards do have a strong meaning. I've said before very publicly on this podcast that I think is the best part of my job. You see people so excited when they're shortlisted or when they've won or they've been commended or highly commended and they're networking in the room because I'm sick and tired of this sector being maligned for the important job that it does. You know, it keeps people and property safe. That That's what it does. It is a life safety critical job that these listeners and our readers do and it deserves celebrating rather than being being bashed and and it was so nice to hear that you also share that view and, and certainly the, the evening itself will be Will be will be great fun as well, but it'll have a really important meaning. And and as I've said at the start of this podcast in the news section, 
I would urge anyone that has never entered these awards, please do so. It costs you nothing to enter. Just go Definitely. to sheawards.co.uk. It's well worth it. But I want to finish, Carla, and if people may have been hearing about Safety Rocks for the first time during this podcast, and that's what this podcast is about, this section of it, is to really raise awareness about great companies doing great things in the health and safety sector. So if people want to find out more about Safety Rocks, how can they do so? Thank you, Mark. Um, it's interesting, isn't it, about the bit about Safety Rocks? I just suppose because safety is inherent in me, cut me in half, it says Safety Rocks all the way through, and I love this job. But if they want to find out more about us, they can go to our website, www.safetyrocks.co.uk, or they can find me, Carla Crocombe, on LinkedIn, without any shadow of a doubt, I'm definitely there. Um, or they can go to our YouTube channel, which is Safety Rocks Limited, and see some of our video content as well. Um, but the best way is, yes, Go to Safety Rocks, www.safetyrocks.co.uk um, or give us a call on 01223 491 485. Like we rehearsed that, we really didn't. That was brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all your time today. And I would encourage anyone, if you want to see uh, health and safety training that will give you what you need and can be done in a fun way, do get in touch with Carla and her team um, from the methods that she just said. But, but thanks for sparing us your time today, Carla. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. And that's all we've got time for in this edition of the Health and Safety Matters podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. You can obviously see our back archives of podcast episodes on any platform where you uh, get podcasts. Please do leave us a rating and comments on the podcast platform if you're choosing. You can also listen to us on YouTube and do exactly the same thing. You can also give us feedback on social media using the hashtag HSM podcast. And you can give us feedback on what you might like to see in upcoming episodes. As I've said earlier on today, you can also get all the latest health and safety news from our website, hsmsearch.com, or just put into a search engine, health and safety matters, and up we pop. And you can see all the latest news, prosecutions, products and services in the health and safety sector on our website. You can sign up to get our twice-weekly newsletter for free. You can sign up to get our magazine for free. You can look at all of our past archive of webinars and upcoming webinars as well. And they're all CPD accredited, and you get a CPD certificate for doing so. As I mentioned, I'd also strongly encourage you to enter the Safety Health Excellence Awards. It's completely free to do so. Just go to she-awards.com or put it into a search engine, Safety Health Excellence Awards, and up we pop. Please do enter that for free as well. And I'd like to thank today's sponsor of our podcast, which is once again the Health and Safety Event. And as I said, if you don't know, the Health and Safety Event takes place on the 25th to 27th of April 2023 in the NEC in Birmingham and is collocated alongside the fire safety event, the workplace event, the security event, and the national cyber security show. It's completely free for you to register, and one ticket gets you access to all of these shows, and all you need to do is go to healthandsafetyevent.com. So thank you to our guest, Carla Crocombe from Safety Rocks, um, for being with us today. And as I said, thank you to all of you for taking time to listen to the podcast, and I hope you'll join us next time on the next episode of the Health and Safety Matters podcast. (music) 